following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 57 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, We've got the wonderful people over at Freelance Wrestling, the official sponsor of the PWT cast. Uh, if you're in the mood to catch up on some wonderful independent wrestling, head over to IWTV and use promo code FREELANCE. Get a free 20-day trial. You can check out all the wonderful matches. They have uh, They have a really fun Halloween Battle Royale, I, I hear, from about a year or two ago that uh, I-, I hear the guy who won who on that thing went on to do uh, great and amazing things. Uh, but we've also got the wonderful people over at M3 Toys. If you're in the mood uh, to purchase some Funko Pops, some NECA figures, any kind of toys, head over there and use promo code PWTCAST and you'll get a whole ass 10% off. We've also got the the boys over at the Cryptic Closet. Dave, how many times have you reached for your fanny pack and thought, man, I look like a fucking dork in this? Never. Never once. <laughs> Never once because your fanny pack isn't a regular fanny pack. It's a Fanny DeVito fanny pack. And if you're sitting there wondering to yourself, it, is that what I think it is? Yeah. It is. Yes, it is. It is a fanny pack uh, in the likeness of one Danny DeVito. And you can go ahead and get yours over at uh, the Cryptic Closet. You use promo code PWTCAST. You get a whole ass 20% off. And then last but not least, uh, Dave, every now and then we uh, – we have wonderful friends of ours that we yeah. we want to plug, you, you know the the awesome and amazing things they do. You and they're I, they're family. They're family. Yeah. Uh, you and I were a big fan of comic books. You know, it's yeah. it, it's almost every week we're rambling on about something comic book related of the sorts. Well, yeah. uh, we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor in uh, Gorilla Publishing, our friend Julio, who we've had on in the past. It's you know, he and his buddy, they, they run Gorilla Publishing. So if you want to check out some of the comic books they've done in the past, head over to GorillaPublishingGroup.com and, and check out some of their work. They've, they've done some really cool stuff. Uh, a while back when we had Vinny, Julio, and Moses on to talk about uh, the release of Tales of the Cryptic Closet 2, Julio was awesome enough to give away every title that they've that they've had and yeah. it, it was so awesome it, it was super cool um so check out all our wonderful sponsors dave normally i start this show by asking you how are you how are you up front but um this week i gotta talk about how yeah. i am because yeah. uh last few days i've been in mourning um for those of you unaware which i don't think is anyone but uh Again, for, for some of you who who might be unaware, uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away. Chadwick Boseman, who uh, amongst you know, he played Thurgood Marshall. He he played a lot of a lot of different roles. Uh, yeah. But the one he's the most synonymous with is uh, King T'Challa, Black Panther. And I believe it was Friday we got the news that um, he'd passed away. You know the his family went went to his his own social media accounts and posted. It is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick had been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016, and battled with it these last four years as it, as it progressed to stage four. 
a true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love, from Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's, Moraney's, Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King Tatala and Black Panther to life. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers and asks that we you know, respect their privacy. I was in the middle of recording uh, along with uh, Mark and, and Nick for um, My Violet Tendencies, an episode of Nick's podcast. And a friend of the show, Johnny, sent that over to me. And it was one of those things where just like in the midst of it, we, we, we just started talking about it. And I don't think any of us really knew how to process it. Like it was very much yeah. one of those things where we all, we all talked about it and then kind of very much quickly just like changed the subject, you know, because it was just like, well, yeah, we didn't all, we didn't have all the information and it's just, we, we just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Later on, uh, after we finished recording, I dropped Mark off and then that was when like, it really hit me. Like 2020 has been a year full of like a lot of really fucked up things. Uh, from the social injustices to the, so many, you know, pick, pick and yeah. choose. There, there's no shortage of fucked up things from hurricanes to fires to uh, police brutality. Like no shortage of, of things. Disease. Disease. Yeah, you, you pick pick which one it is and that's probably what's like meant a lot and like made you suffer personally. I, for the most part, have tried to to remain positive as positive as can be, you know, because there's a lot of things that are out of our control. Um, a friend of mine, he once, uh, he, he once tweeted something out that kind of like has stuck with me is you can't control people's actions. You can only control your reactions to those actions. And that it is with a lot of things, you know, like, uh, again, I, I mentioned like coronavirus short of, social distancing, you know, washing your hands, staying clear of large groups of people and wearing your masks. There's not much you can do about that until there is a cure for it. And unless you're a scientist, which I, I love and admire a lot of our listeners, but I don't think any of them are, you know, like yeah, you got to wait for a cure in the same, in the very same way that like, with a lot of this like police brutality going on and like, again, short of like, unless you have a way to instantly reform, you know, completely reform the the way the, the, the police system works, not much you can do aside from voice, how you feel. And, you know, again, do the little things that you can. And I've kind of tried to do that, you know, like we did the episode on black wall street, We've done. We've we've talked about a lot of these issues, and like in our own personal lives, we've kind of done what we can do to just get through it all. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Chadwick Boseman dying was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me, because literally, like, again, I so I dropped off Mark, and I kind of just like pulled over, and like it, like just started crying, like one of those good cries you know like every now and then we all need to have one of those really good cries where you kind of just like get it all out you know and i i in the one positive thing from from this is that like i've seen so many people talk about how wonderful of a person he was 
you factor in how sick he was these last four years, and the guy was just constantly putting things out to like, that- yeah, constantly just putting putting movies out to to entertain us. And a lot of, a lot of times, people kind of take those things like for granted. But these people give up time with their own family, time out of their own personal life. And trust me, this isn't a woe is me, poor actors, like they deserve more. Like, no, that that's not what I'm saying. But I, what I am saying is like, sometimes we take that stuff for granted. You know, that yeah. th- that these people that we love to see on screen portray these superheroes or, or villains or whatever the case may be, like, they have their own shit going on, and that was very much the case with Chadwick. And he he didn't talk about it. It wasn't a thing, you know, that we all knew, and we're kind of just like keeping an eye to to make sure nothing went wrong. Like it was a, it was shocking news to everybody. And that like the fact that like Black Panther to to many was just a movie. Like any of you guys who know me personally who work with me for. I mean, it came out, you know, what, like two, three years ago now? When it yeah. when it came out, like since then, every Friday I have like a different Black Panther shirt that I wear. Uh, and I would be like, oh, it's Wakanda Wednesday. And then normally I would follow it up the next day with like a Doctor Strange shirt just because Black Panther and Doctor Strange, two of my favorite superheroes, I've, I just have a lot of their shirts. And it was always like something silly, just like, I don't, I don't even know why it started, to be honest with you. I just, one day was like, yep, it's Wakanda Wednesday, and just started wearing it. Um, but, like, to me, I don't know about you, David, but, like, to me, Black Panther meant a lot, specifically because of just, like, the cultural impact that it had. Like, I'm, I'm not black, but the Black Panther was the closest that, I, at least my opinion, the way I feel, if, you know, if you're also Hispanic and you feel a different way, um, that's fine. But at least the way I felt was like that was the closest that we will get to seeing someone that looks like us represented on the screen. Um, some of you may be saying, oh, but what about, and then kind of name another hero that also happens to be um, like Hispanic or, but I've always kind of, the way I've looked at it is like, there are some Hispanic characters, yes, but for the most part, it's, it's a bit of tokenism where they're just yeah. like, Ah, we need, you know. Here's uh, here's this character, like I mean, you look at like Miles Morales, who I I like the character of Miles Morales, but it was very much uh Brian Michael Bendis saying like, hey, like you know, we we need some more representation, and and made that character, which is good and it's fine, but uh, again, like to me, it's I look at a character like Black Panther that has a, a richer history that's kind of been around, and like when the movie came out like i didn't go see it seven times in theaters for poops and giggles you know it's because i loved i loved the fact that like again that's like man that's my hero like that's the closest i'm going to get to someone that kind of looks like me and not only that but seeing like how how much like the black community was just like yes we've got one I don't know if you know this, David, but uh, a lot of these superheroes, um, they all share one thing in common, and it's not that they were, you know, written by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Step for the most part, they're all white men. Yeah, and uh, like occasionally you have an Asian character or like a woman character, a black character, 
But again, for the most part, like it's all white men, which again, nothing wrong with that. Like at all. I'm not trying to make this into like a race thing, but just at, at least for me, it was, it was cool to see like a black superhero portrayed in that way, portrayed as royalty, portrayed as smart. Um, and like specifically with that black Panther movie, like I, I rewatched it, like, like many of us have since then. And like, you look at the character that Michael B. Jordan plays in Eric Killmonger and, uh, you know Chadwick Boseman's King T'Challa and it's like man neither of these two guys are really wrong in the sense that like sure Killmonger is the bad guy because the way a story is told we need a you know an antagonist but really what the guy is saying is that there's nothing evil with it you know yeah you know, like he's like hey people that look like us need help and we have resources and it's just i i i, I'm, I guess i'm kind of just going on a diet drive i'm just kind of ranting but um i'm just really bummed you know it's it's sad that that someone that and you you see these videos where of him like uh, the, the, the thing that broke me too is these videos of him visiting these like cancer wards with like kids and there's a specific video where he's talking about having gone to visit a kid who, you know, he was battling cancer and he he wasn't going to make it to to watch him as Black Panther, knowing the whole time he himself has cancer. And like yeah. how, you know, how how that has to like affect your psyche. I'm how the man was able to pull it off. I don't know, you know, more power to him that he was able to do all that. But. I don't know, man. I've just, I've just been really bummed out, and like, I get random, like, randomly emotional at points, and just start to like, you know, like, I found myself like, uh, I, I was, I, I drove out to, um, into the mall to, to get something. I, there's, there's a birthday coming up, and I had to get something for someone. And on the way back, Hallelujah started to play on my iPod, and I was just like bawling on the expressway, like just you know, for those like four or five minutes, whatever, whatever the case may be, um. But just, I mean, if anything, if, if anything from my incoherent babblings that you guys can all take away is life's really short, you know, tell your friends how much you love them. Tell your family how much you love them. Like, don't don't take any of this for granted. Life is so fragile where we can all be gone in, in the blink of an eye. And at the end of the day, like the one thing left is the memories, the memories that you have of people with people. And nobody can take that away from you. You know, like I, I've, I'm i very much someone who unapologetically loves the things I love. Like if I, if there's something that I like, you know. Same, very, in the very much same way that like my friends that I love, it's constantly like I don't constantly like, oh, me and Stank or me and Nick or me and Paul. Like I don't talk about these. I don't talk about all you guys just for fun it's because like oh no these are the people that i love these are my friends and like whenever specifically whenever i meet like a new when i start dating a new uh, someone new a new girl i I date women i don't know i said it that way uh the one thing i'm always just like all right listen like i'm gonna start talking about these people and like you just gotta roll like you're gonna eventually learn who they are 
and not in like a very cocky way of like you'll know who David Stankin is, but it's just because like I have so many stories of like oh me and Stank, me and Stank, me and Frank, me and Paul, and it's just like that's who I am. Where it's like oh if you're gonna be part of my life, I want like these these people over here make my life really fucking cool. I want them to be a part of your life, like specifically like with us. I I the one thing if this podcast were to stop tomorrow, I think the friendships that we've made through this has been the best part of it. Oh yeah. We've made so many really cool friendships with like really cool people. And like at the core of it, it's just because like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to sit around for an hour or so and talk about shit? And I think that's the coolest part, you know? And again, I'm, I'm, I find myself just babbling incoherently now at this point, but, um, I'll end it with, you know, if if you want to know what, like, a true hero is, it's someone like Chadwick Boseman who gave his all the last four years to bring us joy when he was suffering so much in his own personal life, never made it about him, and, and like, at the end, they just wanted to make people happy. And if you can do something, whatever the case may be, something even if it's something minuscule to make someone's day, make someone happy, do something for someone else other than yourself. Do it. You know, don't don't do something expecting a reward. Just do what you can to just be a better person. We have no shortage of shitty people in this world, especially during a really shitty time of the in you know, in our history. Do what you can to just be a better person and tell your friends that you love them. Um I think I'm done ranting and, and being emotional, David. Uh, Wakanda forever. Chadwick Boseman, you will be fucking missed, man. You will be missed. Um, let's try to lighten up the conversation a little bit uh, because any more Black Panther talk, I'm going to start crying. Uh, you know, I, well, I, 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 want, I wanted to say something about him, too. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I very much just took hold of the conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's you're like I mean, you're like fuck him. I hated him. I'm like ah, David. No. Well, I mean, listen, like we, we've we've had a lot of loss, you know, especially in 2020 and and even like 2019, um, and some of them hit pretty hard. And like Chadwick Boseman was one of those guys where you heard it and you're like, you could audibly like, go, no, what, no, how could it, you know, how could that be? And like, you know, like you said. A lot of times, you know, the, the running gag is that we're we're not, we're not really a wrestling podcast. Uh, we're more of a comic book movie podcast. Um, but like comic books, when I grew up, and you, you know, you touched on this earlier, is like there's a lot of white faces that we see, and especially when you're coming from someone that's like, we'll say, like a DC fan, like myself. You know, the the holy trinity of DC, it's all white people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One's the strongest man in the universe, and you got one's a rich guy that beats up criminals, and you got Wonder Woman, who's an Amazon made from clay. But, like, you know, you take a look at these godlike figures, and they all have white faces. And b- because of that, you know, I was aware of a lot of black superheroes, but I just wasn't interested. You know, they, they were kind of portrayed as, you know, like like Luke Cage or Blade or even Black Panther, you know, appropriately enough. You'd look at them and, like, you'd see old costumes and they were all, like, 70s stereotypes of of black men with afros and stuff. And you'd have people jive talking. And that's just kind of, like, 
what was pervasive in the medium. And so I, it didn't really relate to me and I just didn't even give them second thought. And then as I got older and then they started taking things more seriously with these characters, um, you're like, Oh wow, this is something I, I missed out on my whole life. And specifically with black Panther being a Batman fan, I, I my bias was always like, Oh, this is just like a black version of Batman, you know, not knowing anything. And like the, the awesome thing about, um, the portrayal of black Panther and the importance of uh, representation is that, you know, here you have a character that's regal, um, that carries himself well, that has a strong sense of heritage and history in his roots. And, you know, maybe most importantly, isn't portrayed as a thug, you know, or as, you know, the, the way black people are always portrayed in every movie, whether they're heroic or not, they, they always just seem to uh, be thugs. And that, and that's that, that, that helps shapes the way America thinks about black people. And then you, then you take a look at Black Panther and it was a breath of fresh air. It was beautiful. You know, I mean – and you see people of all races doing the Wakanda forever salute and just looking at the way that, uh, Chadwick Boseman touched so many lives with his portrayal and then portrayal, you know, you know, the five bloods, uh, the Spike Lee movie touched a lot of people. And then just to think this guy's suffering through maybe some of the most painful stuff that people can imagine. And he suffered in silence because like you said, he made it not about him. And I think he felt the weight and the gravity of uh, proper portrayal, things that we don't see often in media, um, is a is a positive black hero that's not a stereotype. And so, um, I know a lot of people have cried and sh- uh, shed a, a lot of tears about this. And if you want another feel good cry, I always I would always recommend for people hit up YouTube. Um, in 2018, he did a commencement speech for Howard University one of the most powerful inspirational uh, commencement speech or just speech I've heard in a long time. Um, and I'll give you a quote that uh, came from it. That seems pretty apropos for uh, uh, the life and work of Chadwick Boseman from the speech. He said, your very existence is wrapped up in the things you need to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. And I think, you know, the words from the man himself honor his legacy, you know, prophetically. Um, And, you know, we mentioned that the world kind of found out through a tweet, um, you know, since 2016, he'd been suffering with this cancer. Um, And fittingly, the response, it's the most liked tweet in the history of Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that just shows you the things that you do matter. Um, the way you carry yourself matters and whether you think, um, you know, like people like Charles Barkley say, I'm not a role model, but if you're a public figure, you're a role model. And I think Chadwick took this very seriously and he carried that burden well. And, uh, I just hope someone can take the torch and maybe try and fill the big shoes that he left. Um, but yeah, Chadwick Boseman will be missed. Um, he left a, in that short time and that, since 2016, he left such a big fingerprint, not only on the culture of uh, uh, black people, but pop culture, the zeitgeist, the world. Uh, he left a positive imprint for people to look up to. And 
yeah, I, I should I should have hear when I heard it, and this is gonna be a big loss. But uh, I think somewhere, whatever you believe, he's smiling down, thinking, you know, hopefully someone takes the banner and runs with it. So, um, I like yeah. even now as a recording, I have a my my collection of Funko Pops, and the one set that I again before I stopped collecting that I completed was. Uh, the black panther ones as far as like literally like just just him just the the black panther ones uh since i stopped collecting there was three that i that i hadn't gotten the chance to to purchase um and fittingly enough i mean i'm not fittingly enough but of course once he passed they like skyrocketed prices you know because i remember seeing like two weeks ago uh, like two of the specific pops because i i knew those two existed the third one i had no idea but two the two of them they were like eleven dollars which is i mean what it should be with like shipping on ebay uh and it like shot up to like 40 and i was just like of course like with these fucking scumbags trying to like profit off the death of someone um yeah and like the the fourth one actually a friend of the show frank the clown he posted and i was just like whoa well i was like what what's that one i didn't know it existed and like they do like the marvel corp collection boxes through like amazon uh and it was just like a it was like in one of those random ones where they're kind of just like uh we don't really have a theme but here's some cool shit one of them was a black panther pop and uh i like i went on ebay instantly i was like all right let, let me see how much this is uh pop was going for about 70 bucks and i was like uh like do i buy it for that much i don't know uh luckily i was able to find the entire collector core box that specific one that comes with like uh it's two funko pops a t-shirt and like some other random goodies i was able to get that uh yesterday i was i was um going around different uh disc replays as well as half price books checking to see maybe i could find the funko pops like the older black panther funko pops i hadn't i thankfully found one of them it's literally just uh king t'challa in his black robe i found some killmonger ones as well i was also able to find the uh, rolling stone magazine where he's on the cover of it yeah i was like hell yeah so my my black panther funko pop collection is almost complete uh again very like random thing but like i like i said i unapologetically love the things i love and be it a little toy like that i'm like hell yeah this this will definitely look cool on here um you know we we were like i I mentioned earlier we were were talking about like hey you know be thankful for your friends and be nice to everyone i wanted to give a giant shout out to two specific people who were out of the kindness of their hearts for no other reason other than um they wanted to help out a friend um they helped me get together collect the uh, AEW figures uh I, I i gave them shout outs earlier in the week when i received the figures if any of you saw the picture that paul took of me with that giant dummy look on my face i don't actually i don't ever smile like that often like i think that's the one picture where you can actually see my teeth and god knows how long like i just i don't know i just don't really smile often like that uh but spencer Cantor and stephen burton shout out to those two guys um 
Spencer, of course, runs Pro Wrestling Junkies. Um, Facebook group, go go and add them if, if you're already part if you already aren't part of the group. And Stephen Burton, he won like the second t-shirt giveaway, I believe, that we did. It was either the first one or the no, the second one, because I think Drugs Delaney won the first one. Um, the second one, and he's just he's been really cool to us since then. Uh whenever he would come through the store, he would say hello. Really awesome guy. Both of those guys helped me get the figures together. So I wanted to give them a shout out because uh we need more people like that. You know, more people to just go out of their way to to help someone else out for no reason. And, like, I, I paid them for it. You know, like it's not like they yeah. just sent them to me for free. But still, they were able to help me get something that I couldn't. And small things like that, it's always appreciated with any friends, anybody, whoever helps you to do that. Like, I, Yeah, rather than just them asking for stuff. Exactly. Like, even you know, that. That's your motive. Like, not even, not even, this isn't me, like, sucking my own dick. But uh, I, I mentioned the, the only reason that I decided I was going to get back into collecting Funko Pops was I saw the Full Metal Alchemist Funko Pops and I was just like, oh, God damn it. And then Hot Topic Joe, uh, wonderful Hot Topic Joe, Joe, we miss you. Uh, he, he was kind enough to send me like these Hot Topic ones. And I was just like, ah, oh, that itch is back. I'm going to start collecting. But I kind of. I had some self-restraint, and then I saw it. There was a, uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Funko Pop. It's one of the – in the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! lore, there's the three Egyptian god cards, and yeah. they they posted that they were going to come out with Slifer the Sky Dragon. For the, for those of you who know Yu-Gi-Oh! He's, he's one of the – that's my favorite. And I saw him, and I was just like, I'm in. Like I am, I am Matt and Nick Jackson at the, Allsta- at the Sears Center. I'm fucking – I'm all in. And uh, the pop, it was supposed to come out through Hot Topic, and then it got canceled through Hot Topic, and people didn't know like what distributor was going to get it. Um, it wound up being Target. If any of you guys collect Funko Pops, Target ones are the hardest to get. like Because more often than not, the and again, this is from employees, from people who have worked there themselves. This isn't just like, uh, you know, sour grapes. Like more often than not, the employees keep the good shit for themselves to resell it and then put out like all the garbage up front, you know, or like if they get a shipment of 12 Funko Pops, they'll put out four and be like, oh, we put them out. And, you know, again, they they buy up the rest. Uh, Johnny Delgado, friend of the show, employee of PWT, he, he told me he's like, hey, he's like, these haven't come out yet, but. There's this Target over here uh, on Division and Larrabee. It says that they have them. And he was supposed to go after work, but his sister, there was like car problems that his sister had, I believe it was. And I was like, I'll go. I'm like, I- I'll just go. And I never have luck with with this with this kind of stuff at all, like ever. Yeah. So I go over there. I drive over there after work. It's, it's like Target's literally like about to close within like the hour. And I'm just like, ah, go up there. I look at their Funko Pops. Uh, first off, it, it looked like nobody had ever purchased a Funko Pop because, like, each store has like their little Funko Pop display collection things. This mm-hmm. this thing was jam packed. Like again, it literally looked like nobody knew that any that they sold a Funko Pop there because it was just packed. And I'm like, like looking through all this garbage. I'm like, no, not the one I need, not the one I want. I'm like, oh, god damn it. I'm like, it's not here. And so, like, as I'm leaving, I see like behind the electronics counter, there's just a a box and on the box is a slifer and i'm like that's fucking it holy shit that's it 
And so like I walk up to the thing. I just walk up to the desk. Look to my left. Look to my right. Hello? Hello? Is anybody working? Just snatch up the box and get the fuck out of there. Because I'm like, <laughs> one, they're not street dated yet, which means they're not supposed to be sold. But I'm like, they're right here. They're right in my hand. Yeah. And I go right up to the self-checkout. It's closed. I'm like, damn it. And I go to like the regular checkout. And I'm just like, hey, I was like, the woman over at Electronics told me to just here scan the one. And then, you know, there's three. Lady couldn't give a fuck. She's like, all right, here you go. Bye. And walk out. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And I immediately texted Johnny and Mark because uh, – they'd also we don't we all three of us have been super thirsty to like get them but there was a, a person that used to work with us here who had been going around to all the chicago locations and snatching them up because he wanted to resell them or something i guess yeah i don't know i mean would you, i mean when you don't have a job you know what what better things do you have to do but i was able to get them for them and like again me getting it made me feel happy but like me being able to get those for johnny and mark you know, was was even better. It, it made me feel good because, again, just like help out your fucking friends. You know, um, yeah, but, that's what it's all about too. That's what that's what we believe here at the PWT Cast. Hook your friends up. Exactly. Uh, but you know, this has been a pretty long intro. So, and we have a lot of other stuff to talk about, which we'll get to after this week's interview. Yeah. Um, I was really happy that we got to do this interview. It was a Skype one. But again, we normally do Skype. I don't. We talk about it in in the actual yeah. interview. But uh, it was a cousin Jeremy, you know, a wonderful friend of ours. Uh, I, I, one of the nicest people ever that you will ever meet. If any of you get the chance to know, you know, Jeremy Zaha, cousin Jeremy, do it. Our, our I, I believe I speak for the both of us. Like our friendship with him is one that's like really treasured. Again, just because this guy yeah. would give you his left arm if you needed it. Like I could call him up right now and be like, I need an arm and a leg. And he'd just be like, all right, well, well, which one, which one would you prefer? You lefty or a righty <laughs> with no irony either. He would just do it. He would just do it. And it was a yeah. pretty fun conversation. You know, Jeremy's, he started his own podcast. The what do you like podcast? And it's very, very early into it, but, and I, I've listened to every episode so far. I don't think I'm going to listen to my episode because I get really like ooh, about listening to to me speak as much as you know, you know, as much as I love to actually talk. I get really yeah. like squirmy, wormy about hearing me on other people's podcasts. Uh, but again, he, you know, it's my my episode drops tomorrow, and uh, it's actually kind of the the week of Scrump. Um, because <laughs> yeah. Wednesday I will also be dropping. I will be a guest on uh, my Violet Tendencies Met Nick's podcast. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday you'll get a uh, enough of Scrump. I was almost like, fuck, who who else do I know that has a podcast so I can do Thursday and Friday? Well, uh, yeah, you got the first half of the week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so if you aren't already tired of hearing me talk. At the end of this podcast, you'll get the opportunity to hear me talk some more. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with Cousin Jeremy. David, if you speak to any of my ex-girlfriends, they'll, according to them, you know, they'll tell you that I'm a piece of shit. You're hung like a hamster. 
that as well but they'll they'll say that i'm I'm not a very pleasant person and right. you know what all that's subjective you know you, yeah. you can't always take that into uh you, you can't judge a book by its scope no you have to get to know people and i'm sure that there's people in your past who would probably say the same about you yeah. i mean you are literally the nicest person that i know um i'm not everyone's cup of tea though i mean you're my cup of tea well, i've yeah that's why I do this with you every That's week. why we brew every yeah. weekend. But the one person who I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything negative about in the slightest bit, and it's not even hyperbole. Like, I I literally have never heard anybody mm-hmm. say one negative word about him. Uh, is this week's guest. You guys have heard him on before. We mention him all the time. He's a... Uh, we love him. He's a staple here at Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling Tees. He's like our intern. He's the, the Pro Wrestling Tees intern. Uh, you guys know him as Jeremy Saha, uh, but to me, he's uh, cousin Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? I am doing all right. Uh, that intro is fantastic. Uh, I think you're just not talking to the right people. I'm sure there's plenty of people who have some negative things to say about me, um, especially if you put a, f- a few dollars in front of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was though, say there, the- I, I have heard one person say one bad thing. Yeah, but I mean, if anyone... But, but the comeback was delicious i mean if anyone had anything <laughs> bad to say about you we'd beat them unmercifully yeah we'd beat them unmercifully but jeremy uh for listen if it was up to us i we'd have you you'd be the third man you're i mean you kind of are like the third man yeah. of the pwt cast i always told you that if david's unavailable you would be the person i call upon but we're bringing you on here for a different reason because uh through this pandemic, you've decided to take it upon yourself to to start your own podcast, and it was an, an original one. You didn't uh, you didn't steal anyone's ideas or anything yeah. like that. No plagiarism with, when it comes to you. Uh, and I thought it was like a pretty fun and an easy concept. Why don't you explain to the people at home uh, a little bit about your podcast? Sure. I mean, specifically is it original, but I do not break the wheel. Uh, where when it comes to podcasting, uh, it's very much a, a, an interview style podcast and it's called, what do you like? And the whole idea behind the podcast is I talk to people about their passions and hobbies and kind of dig deeper into who they are as a person through what they like to do and what they have, whether it's like, uh, some sort of a side hobby they do, or some people it's like their chosen work, um, I always thought that uh, what people do and what they love really tells a lot about who they are as a person. Um, and I just thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of uh, have those conversations. Um, I've always thought about starting a podcast. I never really had the right idea. I mean, I, as it's been mentioned, I do love wrestling. I've thought about doing a wrestling podcast, but I feel like there's a about a thousand good wrestling podcasts out there that I didn't think I can add much to. Um, but so like this idea popped in my head and again, we're in the middle of the quarantine. So there's plenty of time to, to, to figure out how to do this. Um, so I mean that really the, the whole goal of the podcast is for me to be able to have conversations with people. Um, and the whole idea behind it is I don't have to do any research. Um, this is not like a super informative podcast. The, what do you like podcast is, is not, you're not going to listen to it and find out. Well, Birdos, you find out a lot of details, but not everyone. Do you find a lot of details about the passion? Um, I'm more so I'm into like how it's affected the person, how it helped the person grow, or maybe the person's personality kind of drove them towards that passion. 
Um, so that's really the, the, the whole idea behind the, what do you like podcast? I guess as like a little spoiler, I mean, my episode comes out tomorrow when you guys are hearing this, my episode will come out, uh, tomorrow. Um, like what, what are you titling my episode? Because it was like, when you approached me with this, there was a, there's a lot of things that I thought about because like the thing with me is I'm passionate about a lot of things. I guess I'm a very like heart on my sleeve kind of person as cliche as that sounds. Like if you, if you come into either like my bedroom, uh, if you're lucky enough if you're lucky enough or like the studio here it's a lot of like it's everywhere it's every like you it doesn't it doesn't take uh much to figure out like oh clearly this person is into a b and c uh and at the time like I i was i was struggling to come up with what to talk about because um i wanted i was like it needs to be something different because like you mentioned some of the things like you had uh, your your one buddy's done an episode on powerlifting your other buddy designed board games you, you know you had uh last week you had matt nixon front of the show talking about aliens which i loved i i yeah. wish you guys would have gone on for like another hour and a half if, I, if i'm being completely I, honest if we were gone any deeper we would have been on the government watch list yeah with, with, i mean with the level that matt nix went into that's fine he's probably already on some sort of government watch list <laughs> I would suspect, yeah. um but yeah, like I was like, all right, how can I switch it up? What can I do? And I wound up talking about like Digimon, but that sort of morphed into more so like nostalgia and like the effect that nostalgia has on people. Uh, a few weeks ago, me and David, we had a uh, had our buddy Juan on from over mm-hmm. from Sci-Fi, and that was one of the things that we talked about, like nostalgia and how people are like now like smarting up and like monetizing on it. But like with us, like I think that's one of the cool things now because, like I don't know about about both of you, but as kids, the things that we were into, there's so much more of it available now. Yeah. Like David, you love Ninja Turtles. Love them. If you if you look over on your desk, you have so much different iterations of so many different versions of Ninja Turtles. It's the best time to be a Turtles fan, like now, which is like weird. And that's like that's awesome because. If you were a kid, when you were a kid, and not if you were a kid, you yeah, were a kid. You, I was at, once. You were at one point a baby. I was hatched at one point. You were hatched. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think I might have to give you a talk. I don't think that's definitely not how you <laughs> came to be. The stork dropped my egg. Uh, sure, yes. As, it has for all of us. <laughs> but there was just like one version, and that was it. That was all you got. Right. But now, like we mentioned, there's the like the Nickelodeon version. There's like the, there was like that hard uh re not the hard reboot it was like a soft reboot mm-hmm. where they try to do like more adult oriented on like fox and you have your classic dmnt like there's so many and i don't know i guess to me that's sort of what i was like passionate about is just mm-hmm. nostalgia like bringing back what made you happy as a kid because i feel like a lot of that stuff defines who you are mm-hmm. like as an adult like at a very young age i was uh watching george carlin when I should not have, like right. George Carlin, for those of you <clears throat> unaware, un- uninitiated yet, uh, one of the best comedians of our time. Yeah, uh, go out and like if, if you've never heard of George Carlin, go out right now and YouTube him. There, there's so much good Carlin, but I think that's what made me like a as much of like a like a smart ass and kind of like just smartened me up to the world mm-hmm. and. 
like I find myself now looking back at videos that like I would watch of his, his old stand up and I'm like, oh, this like appealed to me as a kid because I was just like, yeah, like fuck the system. <laughs> but especially now with, with like everything going on in the world, I'm just like, oh yeah, fuck the system. Like it just, it appeals to me <laughs> more. And like, I don't know, Jeremy, like, do you find yourself like kind of going back? Cause I mean, you've been rewatching a lot of, or well, not rewatching, you've been watching for the first time, a lot of like anime and stuff. Is, is that, do you feel that, that stems from like, oh, I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid and it's just, it's easy to digest. And I don't know, like, it, it, at least when you explained it to me, I, I kind of, I was just like, oh, it's probably just because, you know, it's familiar. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, like, like Bert said, I have started to dive into the anime world. It all started when um, I finally decided I'm going to watch all of Dragon Ball Z. I thought, it, I thought uh, you said it was when you discovered hentai. No, 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 no! I haven't gotten to that point yet. Your love of uh, tentacles. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't. That hasn't. That's. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's like a year two of anime watching is when I get into there. Um, if I if I look at my my textbook of anime. Yeah. Um. But no, I decided to watch all of Dragon Ball Z because I mean it's something that everyone as a kid watched except for me. Um. And especially with all of the time we have now, I was like, well, I'm just gonna kind of dive in, like relive it uh except for live it for the first time but like be able to join the conversation on it um and i found out i liked a lot of it i mean some of it was kind of dumb uh but then i have to remember like this came out in the 80s or started in the 80s and it was for children um but also i do i have always liked cartoons in general uh, i'm a big fan of the show steven universe mm-hmm. um I don't know how familiar you guys are with Steven Universe. I love Steven Universe. I don't know anything about oh, it, but nice. I, I do know that there is a uh, Steven Universe and Rick and Morty do exist within the same universe based on some sort of dog world. Something about dogs. There is a um, the episode of season one in Rick and Morty. There is a reference to something else. To something in Steven Universe. Someone's screaming at me right now while they're listening. They're like, "It's this." But there, <laughs> there, there is a connection between the two that makes them somewhat connected. Uh, that is about as much as I know about Steven Universe, though. Steven Universe is like, um, I don't know the way I describe it to people that are like, "Why would you be a fan of this?" Because this is one of those cases where, like. On the surface, it looks like a stupid idiot cartoon for diaper babies, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you were to watch a few episodes, you'll realize it's kind of like the animated manifestation of like lesbian love, which also sounds like weird, but okay. it's it's yeah. True. And then like the the depth of it, like it's a really deep show with like a really vast mythology that they built, um, kind of in the same vein as like Adventure Time. Adventure Time looks like idiotic, but like if someone, if you open the the wiki for Adventure Time, you'd be like, I I had no idea they crammed so much shit in here. That's like actually for grownups. So, well, the, like the thing, at least I've found like later on in life is when you see shows that of, of like, oh, I created, I don't like Courage the Cowardly Dog or something, mm-hmm. or Ed Ed and Eddie. Like these people were on drugs. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> And, insane and, and it shows and, and listen <clears throat> if you go back to like even in the comic books dr strange they were all on acid yeah you'd have to be you have to be 
it, it's yeah. it's there. Like Steve Ditko, I believe, did a lot of like the the artwork and stuff. Like all these dudes were on drugs, and it's fine. Like there is this like negative, like the the war on drugs. There's no war on drugs. Like yeah. you know, remember when that giant boat full of cocaine disappeared mysteriously? Yeah, it was art drugs. But nonetheless, I'm like a lot I of digress. The, yeah, I digressed. A lot of these people. Like, they, you know, they have a lot of fucked up things going on in their head, be it from, like, drugs or just something creative, trying to be different and out of the box. And I mean, the moral of the story is watch Steven Universe. Yeah, absolutely. And get filled with plenty of love. Yes, there's no drugs in Steven Universe. Yeah. But it is a, a very, it's a very colorful world. Um, There's a lot of music, too. So if you're on the... the best music. Yeah, like that—that's another thing that drew, like, really brought me to the show. Um, there's a, a lot of good music. And it's about like the weirdest things. Um, the first thing I remember hearing um, is just about uh, Stephen. He's singing a song, wanting uh, two of the characters to kind of fuse together and become a giant woman. And become a giant woman, <laughs> and just—it's the best like, song it, ever. It stays in your head. You, Yes, and I, it's never left my head, and I, and I think that was like kind of a gateway gateway into the entire show. There's also a couple wrestling episodes, um, which they they I mean the actual wrestling is not very realistic, but like the whole idea of like living a character and like uh, a, a little spoiler, uh, Steven becomes a character called Tiger Millionaire, mm-hmm. which is basically just a million dollar man. Um, and one of the best scenes ever was he went to the concession stand. On a super hot day, bought all of the drinks, and the announcer's like, "Oh, Tiger Millionaire's bought everyone drinks," and then he just throws it on the ground and just like, laughs. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, so I remember, I, I remember, I, I kind of want to bring it back to Rick and Morty because that's yeah. also a cartoon where, like, on the surface, like, I had never heard of this. Mm-hmm. My my first experience with Rick and Morty was going back to like twenty fifteen, maybe. Uh, I was I was at an ex girlfriend's house, and she was just like, "Hey, we we're like watching TV or something. We we're watching some movie on her computer." And then she's like, "Oh, let's watch Rick and Morty." I, was like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. She's like, "What?" She said, "But you love Back to the Future," and I'm like, "Oh no, what what is it?" And she just she puts it on, and like, I, I watched like the first episode, and that first episode is like so fucked, and I was just like what who would is like what yeah. is this and now like with more episodes they've i i definitely feel like it's it's kind of like more so like appealing to like the lowest common denominator which hey totally get it pickle rick yeah one like pickle rick won an emmy or that episode won like whatever the is i think is an yeah, emmy, emmy. Like tv it won an emmy and it's just it's become its own giant massive thing but it's always like i like kind of tying it back to like anime like with you that i always recommend full metal alchemist brotherhood specifically brotherhood regular full metal alchemist is fine but brotherhood because it has like a beginning a middle and an end Mm -hmm. like even more so now with tv series if you tell me like oh hey this this tv show has four seasons perfect especially if like it ends on its own accord it's not like oh abc canceled it or netflix canceled it at season nine Exactly. Then, because then it's just like, oh, come on. But like, I, I enjoy that. I very much enjoy, especially now, telling a story. Mm-hmm. Like, I've recently 
for some reason, I, I don't know why I have started rewatching Pirates of the Caribbean, the movies, and I watched the first three and I was like, you know what? Wasn't that bad. I, I very much enjoy these. Like I, for the longest, remember the third one not being good, but I was also like 13 the last right. time I saw it. So I've, my mind's definitely changed in the last 14 years or whatever the fuck it's been. And then I didn't rewatch the, I didn't watch the fourth one because it wasn't streaming anywhere and I didn't want to rent it, but I did watch the fifth one also because, uh, I was told it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. You know, like five is sort of like a soft reboot of that franchise. And like, I find my, I found myself not enjoying the fifth one. Uh, and like, I was thinking, I'm like, why? Like, it's, it's all the same thing. All these movies are the same, you know, but like one, two, and three was the same story being carried out. And there was a, like a beginning, middle and end granted they leave the end, like a little, like, I don't know, like, is this the end? But again, enough to where, like, if you want to end it there and that's that it's totally fine. And I think more so with movies now, like I don't mind the universe building. That's fine. Like Marvel was like, yo, we're fucking, we're going to do this. That's fine, but when it's kind of just like half-assed and it's just like, I don't know, maybe we'll get yeah. like a Justice League movie here and there. It's I don't know. I feel at least with like media and stuff, it definitely like makes me sour on it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, for me, like specifically like the Marvel stuff. To me, that's like a book. Like all the stuff we've seen is the Infinity Book, mm-hmm. and every move was every movie was like a chapter. Um, it's weird that you mentioned that because I think. Like, I'm not the biggest expert on Dragon Ball Z, but I know enough about it that, one, it just goes forever. Mm-hmm. Like, Dragon Ball just continues and continues. That's why, like, you know, I'm really happy that uh, you started it, Jeremy, because, like, if you didn't do it during this pandemic, when would you be able to consume so much media, right? Yeah, that that is true. And one thing about Dragon Ball Z is, like, they have different, like, groupings. Like, like Dragon Ball. Yeah, there's different yes. sagas in it. Yeah, so Dragon Ball Z itself is like a complete story. Um, then there's Dragon Ball, which I haven't watched, but that's just like so. Dragon Ball Z is like Goku as an adult and mm-hmm. his child Gohan, kind of coming of age. Dragon Ball Original is just Goku as a kid, right? And then there's like Dragon Ball GT and Dragon Ball Super. I don't, I don't really know a ton about that. Um, from what I understand, Dragon Ball Super was good. Dragon Ball GT was terrible. So right. don't waste your time on that but i mean i i probably am just gonna watch dragon ball z and just kind of leave it at that because that's that's kind of the cultural touchstone Mm -hmm. and it's like probably the most complete portion of that and it kind of goes into what berto said like it's nice to have like an uh beginning a middle and end now the beginning and middle end was 291 episodes yeah um but it like i knew that going in um and i'm also I've recently, with a couple friends, we're making our way through One Piece. Jesus. Um, I don't know. If, have you heard of that? Currently, there's 931 episodes Ooh. of One Piece. Um, we're expected to finish in a couple years. Um, we're averaging about 10 episodes a week. Um, but the, the main idea behind that is like it's also like a, like a community building thing. It's like there's three of us that are all committed to watch us, and we, we refer to it as our homework uh, if you listen to my podcast, the two people that I'm watching it are uh, Robbie and Mike. The episode one and two 
of my podcast. Um, and like we said, we, we established at the beginning or on Fridays, okay, what's our homework for the rest of the week? And some of the episodes are homework. Uh, like their anime is known for its filler episodes, mm-hmm. which really don't matter to the overall story, but they need to put something out. Um, but some of them, it's like really engaging. And I think to kind of go back to what you said earlier, like what like cartoons and stuff kind of play a role in my life right now is especially with like the virus and everything that's going on out in the real world, all the social unrest, the um, terrible things happening to select group of people in our environment. Um, anime is kind of like a fantastical world. Like they have, I mean, the the issues in Dragon Ball Z are like aliens coming. Um, and then some episodes are really just uh, one of the characters powering up to punch somebody. Um, that's like the entire episode. And it's just like so much easier to digest and kind of take in um, and kind of give, gives you a break from watching the news and seeing all the terrible things happening in the real world. See, I with Dragon Ball Z, it's weird. Like I've I've never watched any Dragon Ball Z. And I know it's very like Martin Scorsese of me to be like, well, I don't like it. Yeah. But it, it, that, like that, that was one of those shows where, one, I didn't have access to it except for the Spanish version that came on on Saturday mornings. And I hated like having to watch things in Spanish because I'm just, I'm not good. No estoy bueno <laughs> with Espanol. So I didn't want to watch anything in Spanish. And kind of like with One Piece, like I've heard of One Piece forever, but there's there's so many episodes, and it's not even like yeah. done with, right? No, but uh, the the whole idea of nine hundred thirty one is already made. Um, it, if we get to the end and it's not done, like it'll still feel like an accomplishment. Yeah, you're still catching up to the <laughs> continuity. See, it, yeah, I feel at that point though, it might suffer from like Game of Thrones syndrome, where like I. I like all of Game of Thrones up until the episode where Arya, spoiler alert, kills the Night King. To me, that's where that series ends because, like, after that, it was very much just like, uh, we're in too deep. How do we finish this? And they did it in the most convoluted and, like, wah, wah way that I was just like, <sighs> because. If like if for shows and I get it, it's not easy for every show to stick the landing. Like, I love the leftovers. That show, that series finale to me is the best series finale I've seen to to any show because they very much stuck the landing and like I mean it's Lindelof, so not every story wrapped up, but what needed to be wrapped up got wrapped up and it told it in like a very fun and cool way. Right. But like conversely with like Game of Thrones, it's one of those things where it's just like we need to finish this, and we don't want to go with any fan theory, so we're gonna do our own thing, and it's just like I don't know, I didn't enjoy it. But like my, I guess my, I guess the, what I'm trying to get at is I don't want to invest into 900 plus episodes of One Piece for a disappointment at the end, only for them to be like, all yeah. right, hey, yeah. we're we're wrapping up. It was all a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream, and then you wake up and fucking the main guys. I like. I don't yeah. want to watch pirates. I'll watch pirates of the Caribbean one, two, and three. You know. <laughs> um, but dude, you, you got to get on Full Metal Alchemist. Like, hey, I got news for you. What? Breaking news. 
What? I'm halfway through. I just finished episode 32 today. Nice. What? Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. Brotherhood? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. What are you what what episode is was is episode 32? I don't know. 32. It's like the right in the middle. Um Cur- yep, that is exactly half of a 64, but I'm saying which yep. episode. Uh so I don't know what I want to I don't know how much I can say that's a spoiler it's or not. It's fine. It's fine. It's been around for okay. a while. Yeah. Okay, good. Um so what just He's happened like, so uh, so say is uh Oh, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So they are, they already figured out that uh, the um, what's what's how, it's not Czar. What do they call him? The Fuhrer. Fuhrer, yes. Which you should have known he was a bad guy from the beginning, being called the Fuhrer. Uh, um, the, the guy with the eye patch called the Fuhrer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, he, they already found out he's a homunculus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've. Like he knows that they know, and they're just kind of like doing their own thing. I think the last episode was when um, Ed and Al met his son. Okay, that you haven't gotten to the part where they go up to like the northern wall, do you? Have you? They're about to go. They're about to go there. See, that's part like uh, to to explain it to you. It's very much in the vein of like uh, what's this? Fuck Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So at one point in the series, they figure out like what's going on they figure out that the guy the pre- the fuhrer is one of these fucked up homunculi one of the bad guys along mm-hmm. with his son and they're just like they're they uh, the way they perform their magic they're you know is with a it's called a transmutation circle mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do is make a giant country-wide one to like make everyone disappear right okay well let's let's be careful what you're saying because i'm only halfway through okay well <laughs> i well there you go well there you go but so they figure it out, and then I think like as punishment, they get sent to Briggs, like the Northern Wall, which is just like there's this one fucking badass blonde chick who just like runs this runs this fucking ship, like you know, like super strict. And that specific like arc, that specific season, is just so awesome because like I don't see an anime a lot of times where they're like like the one thing about this show is that there's women in power. And it's not just like some sort of gimmick. Like they're right. like, no, she is a badass. Like when it comes to like fighting, like she is a badass, and it's like it's just it's well, so good. Like I've been trying to get my daughter into uh, Full Metal Alchemist. She, I've never watched it, and it, this mm-hmm. was something I wanted to watch with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she, we have Crunchyroll, so she watches like uh, Assassination High School, Kill La Kill, My Gun, Hero, uh, My Hero Academia. Um, sword art online and, sh- and like, and then from my two sons, my two stepsons, they you know they were Code Geass, uh, Sergeant Frog, all, you know, all these things. And like, what I'd like to do, like with my wife and with my kids, anything that they're into that's really obscure that they wouldn't think I know, I'll do like a deep dive on Wikipedia and I'll be like, oh, what about you know. Chim Chum, and they're like, "Oh, you know about Chim Chum?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know all about Chim Chum." Like, what am I a fucking nerd? Of course, I know yeah. about Chim Chum. And so, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to actually experience like a full anime series with my daughter for the first time. She's very resistant. I'm like, I showed her like the trailer for the live action movie. I was like, "Look how cool this looks!" Because you know, it's like blonde, sexy looking Asian. She's she's totally into that stuff. See, that, that my gripe, my gripe with that movie is that like they're supposed to be German, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which like listen, people complain all the time about like whitewashing of characters, which is a thing. Like I'm not gonna discredit that that is a thousand percent a, a thing, you know? Like yeah. 
which like Scarlett Johansson is famous for uh when they put her in that what was that anime movie that goes yeah but the japanese people loved it i mean they were they they interviewed these people and they're like oh that's what a great honor she's such a great actress i I think we get hung up on it more stateside than they do overseas definitely but my my biggest gripe with that is that with a live action movie it's like no they're supposed to be like yeah you know a mistress is essentially germany they're the president of the country is called the fuhrer yeah they're blonde haired blue eyes I don't know about either of you, but I've not once in my a life naturally ever yeah. have seen a natural blonde Asian person with blue eyes. Yeah. And listen, I get it. I I I get it. Like that audience, the the audience that they made the movie for wants to see someone that looks like them representing right. these characters. Totally fine. Totally get it. Some people might not even know, but like it's also like they're not drawn in that style. Like they they at one point they introduce. In like Asian characters, and they're mm-hmm. very much like, yep. oh, okay, yeah. like Ling is very much, very clearly Asian, very clearly Asian. Yeah, uh, but that that was my like I've again very Martin Scorsese of me of not giving <laughs> not giving the movie a, a chance, but yeah. just because because of that because I'm just like like it's not yeah it, it's just it's it's not not I, my full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really just trying to get her. Mm-hmm. she won't do it mostly it's because probably she wants to blow through it mm-hmm. and then like i have very limited time because i'm busy so i'll be like oh wait till next week and we'll watch the next episode and she's like i don't have four years to finish this series dad <laughs> you're like yeah well you're under my roof for the next goddamn yeah, four years you'll wait yeah you'll wait if you want to <laughs> yeah. go to prom you'll wait yeah so um actually a little side note with my daughter um for her and my wife were asking me like what swords i want for Christmas? I guess they're planning early. So I just mentioned a few swords. I was like, oh, the blade sword, you know, the the one where the uh, it's got blades in the hilt. Mm-hmm. And then Peyton's like, what's that? And I showed her. She's like, this movie looks awesome. I was like, this is Blade. Mm-hmm. This is the first Marvel movie. Th- that, the first. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, you don't know about... And like, she's interested, so I'm very much into, uh, hey, we're going to watch this. It's probably a little violent for her, but I don't give a shit, but you know. I mean, listen, um, she's got she's got internet. She's yeah. seen worse. Listen, when when you guys yeah. get kids, these these are the things you cherish. And like, I feel the time slipping away already. So I'm like, I, I got to get as much like quality time in as as I can. So like, Blade's gonna be that. But like, I can't crack that Full Metal Alchemist thing. She refuses. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, the the next time I see her, I'll give her a stern talking like, to listen, him right now. Don't you yeah. ignore your dad? You better start watching that. Be like, hey, you know that song, like Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon? Yeah. She's like, no, is it? No, was it on the Frozen soundtrack? And we'll yeah. be like, I don't know. I yeah. didn't watch it. Um, but Jeremy, I'm very, I'm very glad though that you say that you're you're watching it. It's also very weird. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be completely honest with you guys right now. We with this interview, it's usually like an audio medium. It's just, I mean, we <laughs> haven't been able to do much, if any, in person yeah. interviews. And so we have to do them through Skype. And right now we're doing Skype video. Yeah. Like we've only done Skype audio, so just watching Jeremy. We're I mean, just, just looking at him. Yeah, one, one without a mask because every yeah. time Jeremy comes by the shop to to do work with us, he's got his mask on. He's very well yeah. protected. He's very well protected. Jeremy, what's it like now having for, what, th- two, three years now, having like worked basically part-time at Pro Wrestling Tees and kind of seeing – everything kind of go like for you for you to come in like as a fan and now you're part of the crew you know like i like if it was if it was up to me you know if 
God forbid, knock on wood, you know, Frank left. Frank, you know, was no longer with us, and Ryan's like, "All right, you got to step up in his shoes." Like, we we had that conversation today. Really? Well, I was in there with you and Frank, and you're like, "What if I? Oh, what if I died? Uh, and oh, what are these so, idiots gonna do?" So, okay, so context for that is. <laughs> Whatever Frank is trying to, because again, like I've been there now five years, right. and I've been under the tutelage of Frank. I've yeah. learned many things from Frank and Ryan. <laughs> my, the one, my favorite thing I've learned from Ryan is, don't trust anybody, but trust Ryan. Yeah, you know, which kind of which <laughs> number two goes against number one, but I've listened to Ryan now for the uh, past five years of my life, and it's worked out great. It worked out great. I've, I've should have been listening to him for much longer in my life, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but Frank, like a lot of times when he'll, he'll mean he, me, he and I will both be stubborn with something where he's like, yeah, but you should know better. And I'll try to like, yeah, but, and he'll just say like, what, what are you going to do when I die? When I die, you're in charge. What are you going to do? And I'm always just like, yeah, you're right. I guess I do have to like do, there's a lot of do things I, I have to do, yeah. like make sure it's like idiot proof because uh, a lot of times our staff can be, be idiotic, idiot, idiotic. Yeah. Yeah. but today like we're going like before he before before he got the chance to see it we're like going back and forth about something and i'm watching them like a tennis match yeah like, and i was like yeah i was like <laughs> well what's gonna happen the day i die i was like and you put someone in charge of that like i forgot what it was that he said or something. yeah he's like if, if i die who's gonna hold their hands through this idiot proof process yeah and i was like well if i die who's gonna yeah. you know but it was, was just a lot of that but like what's it been like for you now having been there and so i what i was trying to get at is like if you know frank went away and i was new frank i would need a birdo and my birdo would be you yeah. I, i've said that all the time like i would i would talk to ryan and be like listen we gotta fucking we gotta steal this guy away yeah. from fucking coupons are us or whatever it is that he works like let the, uh. let's you know let's let's pay the man but you know what's it like now having been here as long as you have I mean, I, I was just thinking it's – I can't believe it's been so long because I think the first time I came in to help out was like August of 2017, um, which just seems like such a long time ago. Um, and it's – I mean, it's it's been it's been crazy. I, I have the very privileged position to be able to kind of come and go. Um, I don't have to – kind of live in the the pro wrestling tees bubble 24 7 because i know that seeing everyone in there i know that can be kind of draining at times <laughs> um i can just kind of like come in help out and then just uh, bounce um but it's been crazy to see like just the changes there and like the there's so many people that have started working at pro wrestling tees after like since i started helping out they're like look at me and like they'll ask me questions about how things are done. And it's like, I don't actually even really work here, <laughs> but here's the answer. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's been like, it's honestly probably the, the best thing is just like being able to, cause again, I've grown up loving wrestling. Um, so like just being able to be like around an environment that is like hundred percent wrestling. Um, I mean, the amount of wrestling shows I've gotten to go to, the people I've gotten to meet, uh, both famous and then the people at the shop. I mean, I've made a lot of good friends there. 
Um, even what? I even kind of like Birdo. Yeah, uh, you know, when he grows I, on you after a while. I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> right. I I also kind of like Birdo. Yeah, but yeah. one of my favorite things is you always uh, you always bring like your your wrestling autograph book for people who have not listened to the last episode with Jeremy, which I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It was a what I call a Birdman episode, where just from start to finish, just no edits, no edits, just keep recording. But like I, I believe we talked about it then. It's this this. WWE like encyclopedia. It's no, what no, it no. Is. no, that's what everyone else gets signed. I have, well, I have two, I have two that I kind of work out. One that I actually am focused on. The biggest thing I'm focusing on, and this is like my collection, is the WWE 2003 year in preview magazine. It's a 12 by 12, 12 inch by 12 inch magazine. That has everyone that was on the roster in the book in like full page photos, just like saying, "Hey, here's a." It's basically WWE released it like, "Hey, here is who's gonna who's wrestling with WWE now." Um, I don't know why they did it, but I'm really glad they did because I I bought it and that's right right when I started to collect wrestling autographs because I was a kid. Then I got put into an attic when I like went to college and stuff like that. And then a I, couple. I, I thought you said you got put in the attic. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I went up there willingly sometimes because it's just a quiet place. Yeah. Um, it's an unfinished attic. I really like bats and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> it's a place for reflection. Exactly. Yeah. I would stay away from bats, especially consider all things considered, what bats have caused. But I, I, well, that that was that's before we knew any of this. Yeah. Um, but no, Dracula. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, true. No, before we knew about Dracula too. <laughs> um, but no, so I brought it down because my mom's like, "Hey, you're old now. Um, look, come get some of your stuff." So I brought it down, and, I, and this was right before C two E two, probably 2018. And Batista was at C two E two, so I was like, "Well, maybe I get Batista to sign this," and that opened up the floodgates. So now it's like my goal. To finish getting that signed by every wrestler that's alive, that's in it. Um, I mean, it's cost. You could just cost fake the dead wrestlers' autographs. Mm-hmm. No, because no, I know. I or get their auto, the, get a previously made autograph and then staple it. That's. I mean, that is. I've thought about that. Like those that it's impossible. I might like do that. Like who's like, impossible in there? Um, yeah, name a couple. There's a bunch. So, one, I Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel. I miss that. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, like, I, I, for years, I was like, oh, I hope Howard Finkel's just like a random convention I'm going to. Not like signing, um, but just there. Like, that's how I got referee Tim White's autograph. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He would be at all those signings. Yes. But he's not, like, he's not actually signing. So, I actually went to the. Um, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony two years ago, or last year, I guess, to get Tony Gurria's autograph. Because that's the only place I'll ever see Tony Gurria. I have no um, idea who Tony Gurria is, i got to be honest with you. Yeah, so he was an agent in 2003. That This book has everyone. So yeah, um, I didn't start watching till late 2004, early 2005. And yeah. even then, I don't think I was aware of what the agent's 
Where, 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 yeah. you mean, where they, Berto's eyes are glossing over right now. Yeah, exactly. Are, are you talking? Were they? What was was Tony Garia one of the Basham brothers? No, no, no. So, uh, so imagine uh, a tall, tan um, New Zealander with like a mullet, a curly mullet. I've got a bunny. He's a yeah. That sounds pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah. That's Tony Garia. He like wrestled. I think he wrestled in like the seventies. But he just kind of stuck around the like he just he's like um, all like all of them from like back in like Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe. Like he's like in that group. Okay. Um, but I went there. But Tim White was there because they brought Natalia there because Beth Phoenix was being inducted. So I just randomly got Tim White's autograph. Um, and the biggest thing why what really drives me to like this specific one. I was like 2003 was kind of like the height of my fandom. Um, is when I was old enough to like fully choose to like wrestling. Cause before then, like the attitude area, it was just a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but by 2003, it wasn't as cool anymore. Um, and I was like in middle school. So like I very much, that's when I made the commitment of like, I'm a wrestling fan. So it's like a snapshot in, in time. Um, and another thing that's really cool about this is like, I was able to meet like Eddie Guerrero. And I got him to sign that. So jealous. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think I posted the picture I took with him. Uh, I think you've seen that, Birdo. I think I also commented, oh, so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, and like, it's been like, and the amount of like, I mean, just like in the time, like getting to meet heroes, but then also now, like when I go to like conventions and I meet like, uh, I don't know, like, Terry Reynolds. Like, I wasn't necessarily a huge Terry Reynolds fan. I mean, other than teenage boy Terry, like, fan. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can why tell. Would you, why would you be a fan of her as a teenage boy? <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't understand. Can you explain the context behind that? Does she like, like, sports and stuff? or? No, she just, like, if you... You just felt like you could relate with her um, yeah. on, a diff- on a different level. In what way? She was, like, a 30-year-old woman. Yeah, what level? Yeah, it's more so like uh, the the gold dresses. That yeah. was pretty. That was pretty. What was your favorite part of the boys. of the dresses? Wait, were you wearing gold dresses? Yeah, don't, don't most uh, like teenage boys wear gold dresses? I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't hang out with a lot of fifteen. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really hang out with any teenage boys, so I would assume maybe. You know, I, I mean, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot of wow. nine non-binary folks out there who yeah. they wear yeah. whatever they want. I, you know, like maybe. <laughs> I so don't you, know. You liked her for her pageantry, basically. Exactly. But, exactly. <laughs> um, I get. But it. no, like. But just the idea of like now, like, because nowadays, again, like, I think also being related to pressing tees is like a lot of the stars today, you don't look at the same way. They're, they're, I mean, you appreciate them, but they're viewed more like a peer. They're, um, they're not like gods from the mountain. Exactly. Yeah. I, def- I, de- like, I definitely get that. Like, yeah. especially with uh, like, it's going to sound like, I don't know, it's going to sound like gross, but like, the elite, the elite guys. Yeah, I have friends who go bonkers and you're like, for they're them. Just, they're just buddies. But to me, like, yeah, like I remember. So for C two E two, I picked up Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. You know, they to call him Kenny. Yeah. But like, I picked him up, and it was it was just like a weird thing because we basically got to like 
know each other for like two hours you know like because i drove we drove i drove him downtown from the airport to downtown to where uh his hotel was and then i remember he was gonna he was just gonna go back to the shop and i was like hey man like I'll, I'll drive you back and he's like all right so he went upstairs that we had to do came back downstairs and we're like driving back to the shop so at that point it was probably three hours that we'd like spent together and here i was like all right and the next then the next day like at the convention i'm like oh he probably won't remember me he just walks up to me starts talking to me like nothing and we're just kind of just like oh okay and then the next day we shared like an experience that very much like because again to me it's like oh it's still kind of like kenny omega mm-hmm. but the very next day we shared an experience where it made me realize like oh like we're just two normal dudes mm-hmm. because uh I, i've talked about i believe we've talked about it, i don't know uh so we're in the green room that they have for food that's just for talent Un- unaware to, to me and frank even yeah. you i remember you got scolded jeremy for it uh, i did but so we go into the green room and we're grabbing the salad you know, we're, we're both grabbing salad or whatever. Like, I I just, uh, there's a woman in front of me. I go, and then Kenny comes up and was like, oh, hey, whatever. We're both just grabbing our greens. Then I get a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and it's uh, Alicia Silverstone. And I'm just like, she's like, hey. Uh, she's like, do you know which one of those? There's like sliders. She's like, do you know which one of those is uh, like uh, the vegan one, the plant-based one? And I'm like, huh, huh. <laughs> huh she's like uh she's i was like um i was like i think this one she goes oh can you just you just pull it up real quick so i can just check and i'm like uh like yeah sure i was like let me find like like a napkin or something she's like no it's fine just go with your hands i was like yes okay and i just like lift up the slider and she's like okay cool and she just grabs she's like thanks man i'm like oh no problem walk away and then me and kenny and mega look at each other he's like well like that was alicia silverstone i'm like yeah that's fucked up man and like at that point it's not like she wasn't at it's not like she was like oh my god that's former a to be gp champion kenny omega and so i kind of put it into context where it's like the levels of celebrity the levels of celebrity and i'm just like oh yeah like we're normal people like even even when we were uh taking the 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 bus to from our hotel to the jericho cruise the second one it was there was like times where people like left yeah and it was us some some of the musicians like some of the the ladies that were musicians and hangman page yeah and he's just like sitting there and we're all kind of just like ha 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 like laughing and just because again it's a group of what 20 of us yeah and we just like bring him in at one point we're just like yeah hey because it's just like involve him so that he's not just like off by himself pretending like he's texting or something exactly (laughs) Yeah. yeah and so I very much see that what you mean where it's like it's peers because again like if a CM Punk walks in there's people at the shop who go fucking insane right you know like but he, mm. for for Punk he's just out for a jog and he just swung by exactly yeah. and even to me there's still like a little bit of like that oh shit it's Punk but he's very much like hey how are you and we just kind of start talking and right so I very much get that though Jeremy what you say where it's like you kind of you sort of become desensitized to like the celebrity celebrityness of it because i again you're they're they're normal people that want to just be treated normal yeah like yes I, another example we had our our five-year anniversary for the for pro wrestling tees and we had the rock and roll express come mm-hmm. by so they're like you know clearly they're wrestling royalty and uh then we were going to go out i can't where did we go we to? went to jeremy you were there weren't you 
It was uh, the arcade place. What is that called? I can't remember now. Not headquarters. Emporium? No. Emporium. Emporium. Emporium, yes. So we went to Emporium. We're, we're planning on going to Emporium, and like all the fans that went to meet uh, you know, Ricky and Robert were kind of filtering out, and it was the end of the time, and they were kind of sitting there, and Ricky Morton's looking kind of tired, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to go with you guys, and Robert's like, yeah, I'll go. And so we're like, oh shit, we're gonna play, we're gonna go play pool with one half of the Rock and Roll Express, and then eventually yeah. you find out he's a he's a pool hustler and a grifter. Yeah, him and Fred, him and Fred yeah. are going back and yeah. forth, and they're just, and then he's like, he's like, hey you, you want to put up a hundred dollars? And then you're like, enough, Robert Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just weird. It's weird to be able to relate. Like you see these guys on TVs, and there's there's yeah. w- there's women screaming and like ripping their bras open. Oh, I love, and then. You're like, okay, I don't want to play any more pool with you guys. And it's just uh, only at like Pro Wrestling Tees can you get like mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Well, like, even you, Jeremy, like a lot of the times, you like your work, well, a lot of the times, back when we used to have like the autograph signings, you would work with them. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I became Frank's replacement uh, for taking all the pictures. So if you have a great picture, at a person to signing, uh, you can thank me. If it was bad, it was probably Frank that took it. Uh, actually, um, uh, nah, I have a pretty bad picture with one Ultimo dragon, and Frank was not there to take the photo. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the one difficult thing about that is everyone's phone is different. Nope. The all, most most iPhones the most, are all standard. The most frustrating thing is when someone hands me a phone. That is off, yeah. or like not like I I don't have the code. Yeah, but and mine I like but, hand it back. But mine wasn't off though, and it yeah. and it doesn't have a code. None, none of those have anything to do with. Yeah, Bird none of those are photo. applicable okay. to me. I've actually it was user error. Yeah, it was it was user error. I mean, it's fine. I accept I mean, your apology. He's not bitter about it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I accept your apology, Jeremy. I mean, there there might be a couple pictures that are not the greatest. I've gotten better since then. I apologize, Birdo, if your picture was not. To your liking. When's he ever going to get a picture with Ultimo Dragon again? Yeah, I mean, it's ruined the I'll, moment. I'll give him a call. We'll get. We'll set it back up. So you we'll, need come over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Ultimo Dragon gets around. I mean, that's, he was. That, that's kind of personal, don't you think, Jeremy? Yeah, don't slut shame Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, you're slut shaming Ultimo. <laughs> I'm not shaming it at all. You guys are one that putting a negative connotation onto his personal choices. Um. <laughs> See this. No, but- this is what I love about like wh- talking with Jeremy. That like I, <laughs> I just I love your reaction to things. Like even so, I was listening to the episode you put out with Matt Nix, and you guys are talking about aliens. And at one point, you're like, "Yeah, these creatures." Well, I don't know. It's kind of rude to call them creatures. Let's just call them like worldly beings or some some other thing that like I mean, living beings. Living beings, said. because again, that's. That's my favorite like thing about you. Like I'm like I'm very much grateful that you're my friend, and like when I when I listen to your interviews with the people or like see your interaction, it's just like oh man, like you are like you and David, both of you guys like the nicest people <laughs> in the world. Like I am very lucky that like I know you guys. Like that's why like if any if anything aside from like money and like the cool shit I've gotten to do. The one thing about pro wrestling tees is like the friendships that mm-hmm. I've made. Probably even like the friendships that like I've saved in terms of like, oh, I got Paul a job here and like prior, like the first two years that I was working here, like we weren't really hanging out and it was for no other reason other than like he was, ma- he was busting his ass working like three jobs. Right. 
And then I got him the one job here and he immediately quit all three of those because he was being paid like, you know, a, right. a livable wage. But like it's the friends. You know, like the friends that like I've made through here because like I don't know. It's just you know, like I spend so much time with you guys that it's almost like you're not friends at yeah, all. Yeah, we're like family. We're like family. Yeah. Except for Jeremy, who's our cousin. Yeah. The yeah. Kissing I cousin, show up, though. I show up during Sweets Week to increase ratings and you Is that even su- a thing anymore? Sweets Week? You say sweets or sweeps? Sweeps. Oh, week. I, I like sweets better. Uh, I don't. Well, that, every other week is sweets week. Yeah. But sweeps week <laughs> is when you look at. Uh, Jeremy, you look at uh, as far as sweeps week is concerned, this isn't one of those wrestling podcasts that's concerned about ratings. Yeah. Yeah. What are we, uh, Wrestling Observer Live? Yeah. No, oh, we're, I, we're about. The I was quality. gonna. I was about to compare the ratings to this podcast and then my podcast that comes out tomorrow but to yeah, see who who won the war. I mean, listen. There's people already at the shop comparing. Uh, downloads and who won this imaginary where they have so we win yeah we don't need you know what, let's just shelve that conversation for a later time because oh, we don't no. we don't need a <laughs> we don't need to bring any negativity you know so yeah. some more positivity so jeremy as we kind of like wind down here um you know once you finish uh full metal alchemist and in nine years when you finish uh one piece uh mm-hmm. What are some other things that you're you're looking forward to watching, especially like specifically non animated stuff? Because like I recommend the leftovers to to the both of you, because mm-hmm. both of you guys come from religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. and there's definitely a lot of like religious things involved with with that show that I think both of you guys as I mean you as a former like very religious boy. Now I'm a Satanist. Now a Satanist. You yeah. belong to the Church of Satan. Card carrying member. Card carrying member. <laughs> Uh, the, the satanic temple they're, they're different a, they're very different yeah. and you jeremy uh you live in a church um like right now we we see that statue not, of mary right behind you yeah not literally this i don't live in a church uh, well no i've i've dropped you off you live in a church i live next to a church yeah so just like with me i live next to pro wrestling tees <laughs> i live in pro wrestling tees yeah basically <laughs> okay i guess i mean if you're gonna compare yes it's the exact same yeah. situation See, my, my favorite thing out of this is that i've gotten jeremy to one admit that he ruined my photo with ultimate dragon and two that he lives in a church Yo. two things he uh vociferously denies yeah. but now it's on record now it's on record uh but what are some other like shows or movies because like that's also one of my favorite things is when we get together talking about shows. Like you were watching Watchmen, you were watching, just, yeah. you know, a, a lot of the same shows that we watch and stuff. You also watch. Um, I think the the biggest thing I, I do want to watch the leftovers, especially since it's only two seasons, right? Three. I mean, the three seasons. Yeah, it's three, but ten episodes each season, right, or something like that. Yeah, might even be like eight. Okay. Yeah. So that's like that's, I think with like my large commitments to like one piece and other stuff, I think I, anything else I'd watch is going to be something smaller. Um, I don't want to watch anything that's on like network TV. Um, the other thing this, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on a, on a podcast, uh, but I'm a huge big brother fan and that's going on right now. Um, that is probably my favorite reality show of all time. Um, so if you guys ever want to talk about Big Brother, 
definitely reach out to me. I've never I've never watched that. I'm not a big reality show person. Like everyone's always like, yeah, like like Big Brother or Jersey Shore, and no. Yeah, I watch a lot of Bravo reality, like uh, Vanderpump Rules and See, uh, the Real Housewives. I remember the one like I guess quote unquote reality show that I watched was uh, years ago. Uh, Three Six Mafia on MTV. They had uh, Adventures in Hollywood, which was maybe 10, 12 episodes of them like moving to Hollywood in, in you know in yeah. quotes based on the success of uh, the most known unknown. You know the, the, their album where they had Stay Fly, and they're like living in one house, and they like they get kicked out of that one and. Just that it was like them two and their friends and like all the shenanigans they get up to and it was an enjoyable show I I liked it uh, and that was you know that was I actually I guess those like Viva La Bam those don't count as like reality really shows count, right though. see more yeah like, they're just they're just as real as any other reality show <laughs> but like shows like that like I was super into like Wild Boys and Viva La Bam loved Wild Boys yeah I loved Wild Boys and then like I remember there was a. Uh, it was like Bam Margera getting married or some shit like that. The Unholy Union. Unholy Union, yeah, yeah, which I was like super into that because by the time that I got into Viva La Bam, they'd already, like it was, there was no more. It already stopped. Wild Boys was what was going on. And so it was just like, oh, cool. Let's see like who they bring back and stuff. And like, it, it, there was that aspect of it. Like, oh, cool. Who? Who's not coming back? Like, yeah. hey, why aren't they showing Don Vito? Why is he only in the background? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Steve-O, this is going to be a little gross, but like, he has a new uh, like comedy show called Steve-O Gnarly that came out. So I bought it, and uh, he does like a stage show, and then, he, like, if you've ever been to like an Impractical Jokers live show, it's set up like that. He'll do like stage stuff, and they'll say, oh, here's this weird thing that I did. And then... <laughs> um, his father was on it, and he goes, oh, my, my dad's not really happy that I would stick stuff up my butt or I would swallow condoms with stuff. So I invited him over, and I had Chris Pontius, you know, one half of, the other half of Wild Boys. He, I had him masturbate into a condom and then <laughs> tied it up, and in front of my dad, I swallowed it. And then his dad's like, why are you doing this to me? And then he goes... <laughs> Not a lot of people know this about me now, but I, I'm a health. I live healthy. I don't do drugs, and I, I'm a vegan. He's like, so it, it passed through my system in less than 24 hours. So the condom sitting there in the toilet, and he, <laughs> he picks the poo condom up, and he goes, "Dad, look, it came out." And his dad's like, "Get that out of my face, right?" So then they switch to back on stage, and he goes, "I gotta apologize to my dad, folks. Here's here's Steve-O's dad." Blah blah. blah. He comes out, and he goes, um, "Do you accept my apology for putting you through all this?" And he goes. Steve-O, I love you. And he goes, wait, wait, before you accept my apology, I got one more thing I got to show you. And he brings he brings out the poo condom. <laughs> he saved it. And then he swallowed the poo condom. <laughs> oh, no. Filled, filled with party boys, you know, his genetic oh, material no. on stage. I was like, oh. And then they hugged. It was a really sentimental family moment. But uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to share that with you. You, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned Wild Boys. I'm like, oh, Steve-O. And it was yeah. just... Now you know that. Now, now you know about that too. Yeah, to bring it full circle, yeah. uh, Wild Boys and Viva La Bam and yeah. those shows were the only like reality TV show kind of things that I would watch. I just I don't know. I've never been like I know Paul over at the shop. He's been super into that uh, that fiance show. Ninety Day Fiance. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Two of my friends are really into that. I don't know. I can't. Just, I can't get into it. It's not my thing. Like even like I remember watching the first season of like Total Divas, and I was just like, no. oh, I'm like they can't. I'm like they can't wrestle, and they're not that much fun on TV. But yeah, <laughs> you know, we were talking about like religious shows, like The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, Righteous Gemstones is great. I've not seen. Like, yes, if, there's that much, is a good one. So you should watch. There, Righteous there's Gem- there's a lot of stuff on H. So f- first off. HBO Go or whatever it's it, I it's have Max. I have to do Max now and yeah. every time I remember it's like late and I don't want to bother you. Oh, so um, I'll give you my password. Sweet, um, <laughs> Amazon as well because Brenda definitely caught on and changed. I'll give you my Amazon Prime. Uh, this is the only conversation we should be having off air, but I don't care. It's wait, fine. can you? Hey, can you also can you just share it on air like all those passwords so that uh, all the listeners can. Uh... Yeah, it's a fat lover pimp sixty nine sixty nine. Jeremy, what did you mean by you were a fan of Terry Ronalds? Yeah, <laughs> no, but there's a lot of shows on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of shows on HBO that I'm constantly like, I gotta watch this, mm-hmm. and I just I never do. I never I never get around to it. Righteous Gemstones, I can't recommend highly enough. Like especially coming from a religious background, there's things that like seem so silly mm-hmm. and so over the top that are pretty true to life in like real ah. like religious settings um it clearly a lot of the writing was done and a lot of consultation was done with people that have experienced you know growing up in that type of like southern baptist style um but it's so funny and there's there's actually a lot of heart in it and uh i know danny mcbride can be like an, an acquired taste but he's great in the show well speaking of like religious you know things i was prior to us recording i was listening to a podcast where kevin smith uh friend of the show former mm-hmm. guest on the show go check out episode 13 where he and jason muse uh you shoot know, the shit shoot the shit with myself yeah uh but he's reading like all the hate mail that he got they like ming chen of comic book men he found a bunch of like old hate mail that they got around the time dogma was being released mm-hmm. and like Oh, and Kevin Smith talked about how he's like this movie got like unfairly judged because people were like, "Oh, you hate religion," and this is, and it's just like, no, if like if you if you Watched watch it. the movie, clearly this is this is like someone who loves God, loves religion, mm-hmm. and this is like his kind of version of like you know him trying to tell like a story, as yeah. it, and it's, it's always like very interesting, kind of when it comes to like. Because again, like sometimes things will just have like kind of religious undertones to it, and then sometimes things will be like, like they'll beat you over the head with it mm-hmm. to where you know, like you have the thirteenth apostle in Chris Rock that comes by, and it's just, I don't know, it's very weird how polarizing that kind of stuff can be. Yeah, it's weird. Speaking of another show, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Good Mythical Morning on YouTube at all. Yeah, yeah. So Rhett and Link, I didn't realize they were like super religious, and I just found this out from I was listening to Ear Biscuits, which is their podcast, and they were talking about like they were doing Campus Crusade America, and then eventually they started like they they told the story about the third best friend that they had that died, and how they were so wrapped up in their religion that they were trying to like please just pray this prayer and you'll go to heaven, and he their friend hated it. Um. And then they just came out and said, "Oh, we're atheists now, or they're agnostic." And they got so much hate mail for that. And like their show doesn't really deal with religion at all. No. And so for them to say that the amount of hate that like 
things related to religion get is is uh, pretty alarming at times. I mean, David, it sounds like we found the the topic for uh, yeah, you know, your episode of religion of, of what do you like now? Yeah. Satanism and how it <laughs> and how it can help you today. Exactly. Uh, well, Jeremy, it looks like the wrestling school is about to start wrestling, so. Yeah. Uh, it's already starting to stink up in here. It's already starting to stink up Uh-oh. in here. Uh, <laughs> but before we go, uh, where can people find your podcast? Um, well, you can find it. Uh, it's What Do You Like Podcast. You can find it on uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher. It'll be on Spotify soon. Uh, Spotify, I guess, is a weird rule. You need to have five episodes before it'll upload it. Um, it's just got confirmed it's on iHeart. If anyone listens to podcasts there, um, you can also just go to my website, what do you like podcast.com. Um, the most recent episode will be in the front page there. Um, it's also on YouTube, basically anywhere you want to see it, you, you can see it. Um, you can reach me directly. You can send me an email at, uh, Jeremy at what do you like podcast.com. You can also get me at, uh, what do you like podcast on Instagram or W D Y L podcast on twitter um and then you can you can find me anywhere i'm sure it'll be in the you'll birdo is, is great yeah, we'll at linking link all the stuff yeah um, I'll, I'll, I'll link all that stuff and uh yeah i'll be tomorrow's episode so if you're listening to this on monday tune in yeah tune in i'll be tomorrow's tomorrow's episode yeah um very honored that you know i, I was asked to be on i I yeah, wasn't. I mean, you haven't. I mean, he told me not to yeah. mention no, it. No, that's you. that's not at all true. Because I like Terry Reynolds, and he's mad about it. No, everyone can like Terry Reynolds. In fact, maybe we. I should do a side podcast just on Terry Reynolds. Jeremy, um, you and I, listen, I want to do like a, a retrospective of Full Metal Alchemist, and the fact that you have gone through it. it it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfectly aligned. All right, so... We're gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm throwing it out to the universe now so that it has to happen. You and I, at some point, uh, are gonna do a retrospective of Fullman Alchemist. Sure. Well, is, this is gonna turn into a full podcast empire. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is our goal. We are. I mean, we have an empire. <laughs> yeah. We're inviting you into it. Yes, we are. Yes, it's very much the way it's working. We yeah, are Genghis Khan, and yeah. uh, we want to plant our seed in you. <laughs> 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 All right, Jeremy. We'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks, you guys. All right, peace. Bye. Thank you again to Cousin Jeremy for that. Um, I I think I wish we could just Skype with him every... I mean, we can Skype with him every week. Yeah. There, there is nothing stopping us. But uh, I listen, I'm just glad that I got him to admit two things that he always denies. Is one, he lives in a church, and two, that yeah. he ruined my picture with Ultimo Dragon. Uh, but Dave, um, aside from, you know, binge watching black Panther, like four times since Friday, yeah. uh, another thing that I've, I've been watching a lot of movies this week. Um, I wanted to do this new thing where I just start watching a movie I haven't watched before. I mean, it started a little bit with where, where I started watching there will be blood, but I was looking to see, so our friends over at uh, Post Wrestling, uh, up next, Braden Harrington and Davey Portman, along with uh, John Ceno Evil, they reviewed uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which, yeah. for those of you guys who love those, like, 90s slashers. Yeah, the teen horror movies. Oh, man, is it, like, 
the epitome of like 90s slashers which funny enough so i learned from from listening to their review the guy who wrote uh i know what you did last summer also wrote scream he wrote scream yeah. and they were just like ah we don't really want to do this like it's or, or no he he wrote i know what you did last summer first went to the studios and they were just like eh, like this this isn't really something we want like these movies aren't they're not in vogue right now like nobody wants these so he goes and like in a week fucking writes scream and then new line cinema buys it and then after the huge success of scream uh they do i know what you did last summer and um it's hard it's kind of hard to believe that the same writer wrote both those movies because like i don't know about yourself but i love scream it's so good especially the way it kind of like plays on all all the um uh like all the cliche horror movie stuff and how it uses yeah it. and then i know what you did last summer is none of that it's very yeah. very of its time i will say but i mean aside from having watched that i finally watched drive have you ever watched drive oh i love drive dude like and i, I was talking about this with uh zisselman the trailers for it sold it as something completely different and I understand why. Like after seeing it, I'm like, oh, if you're just like, hey, you want to watch this really cool artsy film about this guy who doesn't really talk? Um, like I don't think that many people would be like, oh fuck yeah, sign me right up. But I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, but I saw it and it's so good. Um, I I love Ryan Gosling. I've I've watched. I mean, up up till now, I've watched almost everything he's been in. He's one of my favorite actors. And he was so good in this. And again, like he doesn't speak a lot. Like I, I was reading about it, and once he took the role, he was just like, "I think this character would play better as someone who doesn't speak that much. Let it, let, let his emotions, let his actions kind of speak more for him than him actually, you know." So, a lot of his lines went to Brian Cranston instead. Yeah. Oh, to which Brian Cranston just kind of freestyled a lot of things and just. Which hey, if you have Brian Cranston in your movie, like tr I would trust him to just start improvising yeah. more so than I would like anybody else. Uh, but it was really awesome. Really liked it. I was, I I'm happy anytime Oscar, Oscar Isaac's pops up in a movie. Uh, <laughs> which kind of led to the next movie that I watched was uh, Inside Lewin Davis. We when we interviewed Effie, Effie talked about having seen it, and it's a Coen Brothers movie, and. I can't think of a Coen Brothers movie I've watched that I don't like. Um, so I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a watch. Have, have you watched it by chance? No, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet, but uh, I heard good things about it. Yeah, it, it's Directly really... Directly from it. <laughs> That what? Directly from Effie himself. Exactly. And yeah. listen, you also got... A, oh, I, I, got, I got something to talk about with Effie, which we'll, yeah. we'll get to, but... Um, Really good movie. Again, Oscar Isaacs is in it. Uh, it's, a, it's a period piece set in like the 60s. He's this folk singer who just can't catch a break. Really good. Um, I, I, don't, I can't really talk about much without getting into like spoilers. But if you get the chance, watch it again. It's There's a lot of like music in it. If you like movies with like a really good soundtrack. Um, yeah. That's in it. Justin Timberlake randomly in it. Uh, Adam Driver as well, randomly in it. John Goodman, of course. John Goodman is in like almost yeah. every Coen Brothers project. Uh, 
But the one I'm most excited to talk about, the one movie I'm most excited to talk about, which I've been trying to watch for a while, but it just it wasn't streaming, and um, I I don't know why I just didn't rent it. Uh, but I finally get to see Uncut Gems. Oh, it's so good, dude! So good. Like at first, like I love Adam Sandler. Like let's establish yeah. that a lot of people give him shit, and I I get why he's not everyone's cup of tea. You know, I grew up watching like Billy Madison, The Water Boy, Little Nicky, um, specifically Little Nicky. I watched so much of it as a kid, I probably shouldn't have. Uh, but he's a good actor. You know, like one of my favorite movies of his, it's um, Funny People with him and mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, specifically because he's not that funny in it. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, it's oftentimes it's the comedic actors that, uh, can play the most like dramatic parts the best you know you look at like jim carrey and uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah or even uh robin williams oh god yes robin williams there's just there's just something about those comedians that it's very much like the sad clown i guess like Mm -hmm. they they, you know there's always that that quote you know i want to make the world laugh so i don't cry and it's like you see that in in every now and again with like people that are just known for comedy like yeah like jim carrey for for instance like now he he doesn't doesn't really do funny stuff very much at all um but yeah uncut gems was a great turn by uh adam sandler it's it's very it's very jarring almost it's a very stressful movie if that makes sense yeah that's a great way to put it the way the uh the safety brothers who to my knowledge have only other directed two other movies one with robert pattinson that's supposed to be really good where i used to play like a drug dealer i need to, i need to check it out because again like after this movie i'm just like yes i will i will watch whatever you guys put out um but really good like yeah and without spoiling it a, a very shocking ending yes very much so like i i found my i found myself throughout the whole movie like he the character that he plays Adam Sandler. I, I forget the name. Is it Howard? Uh, I don't remember. No. <laughs> I, I believe. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But like the character yeah. that he plays, just he's kind of. It's like he's kind of like. Uh, he, he just everything. Well, first of all, it's a it's a very New York like Jewish stereotype. Oh yeah, um, and, and, and sometimes stereotypes exist because like it exists, but like. Um, he plays his his life very loose and fast, and he's very much a character where, like, most of the time it works out for him. He gets by, um, and you can start seeing it catching up to him a little bit. You know, it is it is How Howard Howie as uh, Julie yeah. uh, Julie in the movie. The first off, his girlfriend in the movie. Woo, woo, uh, boy, is she beautiful! Apparently, she's just like a she's a socialite, just known for being around the New York scene and, uh, and they're just like, Hey, do you want to be in this? Uh, yeah. I think that was the first role. Actually. Very, very, was- <laughs> very big fan of her after this movie. I'll say that. But, um, and his wife was the, 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 the girl who voices Elsa in those frozen movies. Yeah. Adina Menzel. Yeah. And also I think like one of her, like very few like live action roles, so she's more known for her singing. 
But yeah, yeah the character of Howie, like he's just he's a, he's a swindler. I, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Yeah, you know he's he's a hustler. He he knows. He's, a he, yeah, he's a fast talker. He will. He knows how to get his way. And oh God, it, it's hard to. Yeah, it's there's a lot of times in the movie where but you're like, a, a lot of times in the movie you're like. Every, your all your problems would have been solved right there if you would have just. But he's always trying to like, you know, he's always trying to hit it big. He's he's constantly he is that person who's constantly trying to win the lottery. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he, he's also he's like the type of character that you see in movies where, like, he's Adam Sandler, so he's affable and but like, he's always the type of guy that the the loan shark of the book he's like where's my money he's like here's the thing this yes. happened this, but i'll get it to you next week and they're you know, okay because he's like a goof they're like you better have it on tuesday and then he has another excuse you know and somehow that's that's kind of worked for him kevin Gar- kevin garnett's randomly in it um I, yeah i know nothing of kevin garnett i i'm not a sports guy i yeah. i i almost i <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say i thought that he was like an actor and Kevin Garnett was like a fake uh, basketball player they came up with until uh-huh. I was like reading the, uh, like the trivia on the movie. And I was like, Oh, uh-oh. oh, he's been great. Yeah. I, was, I was like, someone doesn't watch ESPN at all. Uh, the weekend randomly pops up in it. Yes. Uh, God, I, uh, but I, listen, it's on Netflix. If you guys have Netflix, it's most people do. Uh, yeah. go, go out of your way to watch it. It's very hard for us to speak about it without getting too spoilery. Because and, and this is a movie where you don't, you definitely don't want to spoil, especially you know the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's just like the whole movie itself. It's just it's it's really good. Like yeah, I I judge a movie based on how good it is uh, on two things. One is, am I reaching for my phone at all during this movie? Because there's movie like Drive. I never, I never once like forget re- about it. Yeah, I just forgot about my phone. I just sat there watching. And then the second is, do I immediately go to IMDb to look up trivia for it? And yeah. like these three movies that we just talked about, or well, we talked about four, but I know what you did last summer was not something I ran to IMDb <laughs> to look up trivia for. But these other three like definitely fell in there, and it's so good. Like I, I, I purchased other movies as well. I've never seen Boogie Nights. I'm I'm gonna watch Boogie Nights. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> exactly, because you know what? I like. Truth be told, like I wanted. To, I've, I've rewatched the what is it? The Jackie Robinson movie, Forty Two. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched that before, but I this was not knowing who Chadwick Boseman was. That I kind of wanted to rewatch a lot of his movies, but even with like Black Panther, it, like if I found it hard, I'm like I I will just not now not right now so i had like other movies to kind of keep me distracted so i have like i got boogie nights um there's this movie it's called uh amores peros it's a spanish movie which is it's basically like a spanish pulp fiction where like it, it came out after pulp fiction and it's it's spanish pulp fiction not like a clear ripoff um but in that same vein of like storytelling, uh, like if any of you guys have seen it, it's really fucking good. Like re- I remember watching again. It's one of those movies where I watched it as a kid. Should I have? Should have? 
I have watched it, not at all, but it was really good. And yeah, like if any of you guys have any like movie recommendations, throw my way. Like I want to, I want to start watching Lost, uh, as I promised Davey Portman that I would. And The Boys is coming out in a few days. I, I, I need to, I need to give it a, a once over and rewatch it. But I'm gonna fall back into that. And like I, David, you mentioned that there was a new show you had started watching. Oh well, so it, it, yeah. I mean, we mentioned Netflix, which, by the way, Netflix has been knocking it out of the park lately. Uh, this week's show brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> yeah, our new sponsor of the show. Um, so there was a show that I saw, and actually, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest. Um, but one of them is uh, Tiger Belly. Uh, I don't know. Do you know who Bobby Lee is? He's a, a Korean comedian. Yep. Um. So he's got the show Tiger Belly, and he, he's an idiot, and like that's like the fun of his show. But he was talking about the show called Alone that they were watching on Netflix. So it's got six seasons, and they only have season six on Netflix. But I watch it, and what they do is they take ten people, like survivalists, and then they'll put them in a really harsh environment, and then they can pick – they can choose ten items that they can bring with them. Um, but they can't be like, Oh, I, I want a trailer. You know, it's, it's gotta be like, I want a uh, fishing line and hooks and a fire starter. Mm-hmm. And so like this season six, they drop them in the Arctic <laughs> with 10 things. And then they kind of park them maybe like five to 10 miles from each other. So it's not very likely that they'll ever bump into each other. Mm-hmm. And then whoever lasts the longest wins $500,000. So like they, they got to hunt, they got to build their own shelter. Um, like one guy that was a really good hunter broke his leg on the second day and had to call and say, Hey, uh, you got to take me out. And it's, it's really good. And they, they all have like, they all have to carry their own. There's not a crew. So they carry their own camera equipment. They got like a GoPro and like a tripod and they pretty much just document their whole day, even when they're sleeping. And then, um, like every week or every two weeks, a medical crew will come do a wellness check to make sure that um, they don't have a disease that they caught or um, if their BMI gets all out of whack, like if they're losing too much weight, um, that they like your organs can shut down and stuff. And so if they deem that you're in a danger, they'll automatically pull you. So these guys lasted in the, like in the Arctic 77 days. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like carving, like making log cabins and hunting a squirrel, and like one guy killed a moose. I mean, spoiler alert on some of this stuff, but like um, this one guy kills a moose with a bow and arrow, and he's eating a moose and he's starving, <laughs> like he's still losing weight because wolverines were stealing the fat off of like the moose that he had. Mm-hmm. And he was just he was just getting protein and not fat, so he was just wasting away while eating a moose, you know. So like, um, very very great series. And then I found out like the other five seasons are on Hulu. So if that's your thing, I'm not gonna spoil who won, but like it went to like 77 days in the Arctic. It's like negative 20. They're like they're miserable out there. And but for like a lot of these people, it's like you know five hundred thousand dollars. That's even after taxes, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's like life changing money. So. Yeah, I will gladly take that money even after taxes. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Jeez, so, that's insane, um, though. Like, like I always, I don't know. I like I, I I see those shows or like I hear about those shows, and I'm just I'm a wimp. I I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, like like we were watching, it and like my wife's like, "How long do you think you could last out there?" And I was like, "Well, listen, I'm fat, so I got a lot of fat reserves, so I could probably realistically last at the most because I'm I don't have any survival skills." maybe 21 days and by then i'm like hurting and i'm going psycho and i'm just babbling to myself so but uh yeah i mean these guys are like setting snares catching rabbits they're doing deadfall traps like rocks are falling on things uh the same guy that killed the moose like these wolverines kept stealing his stuff He, he built like a gigantic shelf and they he he killed a wolverine with a hatchet jesus <laughs> like yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And then, like, a lot of these people, like, there's bears approaching. One guy lit his whole thing on fire. He almost made it to the end, lit his whole structure on fire. And he goes, well, I've been out here for 70-some days. And I just fucked up in 15 seconds. <laughs> so they had to call him out. Um, no, a very highly recommended show. And I did spoil a few things for season six. But um, if you like reality shows, this is, like, reality, reality. It's really crazy. But. Thoroughly enjoying it. I'll definitely have to give it a look. I yeah. like I mentioned, there's there's a lot as far as on my plate right now of things I want to watch and like mm-hmm. th- like such a first world such a first world yeah. problem, you know? Yeah. I don't have enough media to consume at the moment. But or do I have too much. Yeah. I have too much media. But but uh so look as as we as we just sort of wind down here, I wanna just remind yeah. you guys, um if you want to hear, if you want to hear more of myself and cousin Jeremy, uh, tomorrow, if you and I'll, we'll make sure to you know to plug it and and post yeah. links to it and stuff. The what do you like podcast, uh, it will will drop tomorrow. I for those of you guys, maybe some of you guys are on the fence. I'll be posting like a quick uh, like 10, 15 minute kind of snippet from our episode, and 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 dropping it on our feed just kind of as a little bonus thing and. Yeah. you know with information there on, on where to go and then wednesday uh myself matt nix and mark villanueva from the shop are our little buddy who'll be on episode 69 granted he's he doesn't lose his job so that it'll be a full year of him having worked here uh be over on there uh so this week is a lot of it's it's the week of scrump you know? yeah yeah and uh you know excited for what the future holds again for you guys we're we're lining up some pretty fun guests uh i know some of you guys have been like hey like you know what happened to all the wrestlers and uh, like they're there we just again kind of like ah well let's talk to other non-wrestling people you know or just our friends those tend to be a little bit uh more fun for us not that the other ones aren't you know like we had a lot of fun last week with uh nick all this I, a lot of really positive things about that but yeah. um it, again kind of just bringing it back to black panther if you guys uh are interested over at post wrestling john and way they do like uh monthly mcu movie reviews and for black panther it was actually waiting and uh brother nate milton uh again for any of you guys who are familiar with post wrestling, those names will resonate with you. For those of you guys who aren't, uh, Brother Nate does 
a litany of podcasts on his own as well as with post wrestling and then you know of course waiting one half of post wrestling they they reviewed black panther they put it up for free uh go give it a listen you know it's it's really good i i retweeted it I'll, I'll retweet it again it's it's really awesome and it's really uh really like in i don't want to say inform it's just it's really cool hearing again like you heard my perspective and how i feel on black panther uh hearing brother nate talk about how he and his like nieces felt seeing you know someone that looks like them on screen uh yeah. really good it was just a really fun episode so go listen to that um i'm hard at work trying to finalize kind of things for uh the patreon that we have coming up you know rest assured dave and i don't just do things without announcing them uh i want to i want everything to roll out smooth and if you have any suggestions for kind of things you would want to hear us talk about or, or kind of shows you want us to do let us know um full honesty don't like dave and i don't want to like sit down and rewatch like every episode of monday night raw from like you know right. the attitude era or something like that but we're not opposed to like hey i i you know sometimes yeah yeah like hey you know what's your favorite wrestlemania or something like that and kind of things like yeah. that again we want to hear what you guys like you know you guys are the ones that take time out of your week every week to to listen to us and let us know what are some of the things that you would want to hear on the patreon um so we can kind of work it in with what we already have planned uh as well as uh dave and i for the month of october listen we're we're already hard at work at some merch for for the month of october uh yeah boy the things that david is cooking up uh it it is uh, we were getting about it the other day oh we were so giddy about it i got off the phone with you david and could not stop talking about it uh but again you know a lot of fun stuff coming from us we appreciate everyone who's who's stuck around so far to listen uh make sure if you already aren't uh follow us on on twitter and instagram we're at pwtcast on instagram and twitter leave us a five-star review if you already haven't and check out some of the past episodes. You know, we've got everyone from Killer Cross, Vicky Guerrero, Kevin Smith, Ethan Page, Kylie Ray, to people here at the shop. You know, we have Ryan Barkin's wife, Ryan Barkin's parents. Uh, we'll have to get his brothers on soon. Uh, but a lot of fun people here at the shop as well. A lot of really fun episodes. Um, Dave, I I feel, I, I hear that bell tolling. The bell yeah. That signifies. Well, actually, before we get to the bell, you mentioned Kylie Ray. Uh, that's what I told you. I was like, oh, there's something I wanted to mention. Kylie Ray made the PWI 500. Yeah. Oh, super excited for her. Yeah. Uh, first at, time women made it. Yeah. Her, Isaiah Velasquez, um, Effie, you know, a lot of the freelance people made it onto that list. Yeah. So happy for the ones that, that did. Um, a lot of people don't really like, oh, who cares? It's the PWI. And, but like, hey, it matters to a lot of people, specifically yeah. these wrestlers and like, Kylie Ray was someone who for a while was like, oh man, don't know if we'll get to see her wrestle again. And she's crushing it. You know, she's crushing it right now in Impact. Number uh, 78, I think. Yeah, I think she was 78, and then I think Effie was 77. Um, yeah. So really, really happy. Really happy for all all our friends who were able to make it on that list. Um, like, once, and it's so weird to be like, once wrestling goes back to normal, but once rest once the world, it out. Yeah. yeah once everything gets figured out with the wrestling like i'm excited to go to a show and watch 
you know, Izzy and Isaiah and Kylie and all our friends wrestle because yeah, freelance Fridays are just something I miss so much. It, freelance Fridays were life for us. Not, not only just seeing the great wrestling, uh, supporting our friend, um, being one of the more Chicago things you could do on a Friday night. Right. But like also like lots of friends of the show are in the crowd and, and we, we miss seeing you guys. And I know you guys miss seeing us, of Listen, course. I, re- I remember. And uh, a little spoiler, uh, Ryan Mears, I, 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 I give big props to him and mention him on Wednesday's episode of my valid tendencies. But like, I talk about how he's someone, you know, we're friends with and he, I like, I remember he would always be front row at freelance shows and mm-hmm. I was, and you know, he started listening to our show, which is like, Oh, awesome. Like that's, that's really fucking cool. Whenever someone starts listening to us, but I would always see him wearing like some sort of Marty and Sarah merch. And yeah. based on that, I was like, that guy's cool as fuck. That guy's, and cool. I, <laughs> that guy's cool as fuck, and I want to be his friend. That was always one of the yeah. fu- like funner things about wrestling shows. Is you know we'd get to see like the the Katie Fabes of the world and just see our friends. And I hope everyone's everyone's doing fine. Everyone's doing safe. And I know some people. There are some wrestling shows going on, and some people are going to them. If you're one of those, be safe about it. Smart. Yeah, be smart and be safe about it. But um, Dave. It appears it's that time of the week where I've run out of things to say. Yeah, I mean, I have one thing left to say: Wakanda forever, and uh, Wakanda forever. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, Wakanda forever. Uh, Before the PWT cast, I've been Scrump, and this is Thank, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye. And good night. Bang. Bang.